Nice. Nice. We'll be talking about that movie a little later. Yes, we will. It's a good one. Couple, couple more weeks, we are going to see Volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy. So we are going to yep. break down the very first MCU movie before the podcast and give it a proper pineapple score. And it's just fitting that we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 this week and Volume 2 next week. And then we're going to give our spoiler-filled review the week after for Volume 3 when we see it, hopefully. Kevin is going back to work next week. (laughs) So we will Mm -hmm. see how that goes. Yes, sir. So, Kevin, how does it feel going back to work in one week? Great. I'm poor. Yeah. money's... Money's the money's, money's the one money's the one thing. Yeah. Yep. I was on and, the phone with Dusty last night, and uh, he just got a job, so he's going back after being off for a month and a half, I think. Yeah. So he'll be going back to work. Yep. Yep. Uh, so let's start the show. Um, last week we mentioned, well, I mentioned there was a movie with Ben Affleck where he played Superman. He played George Reeves Superman. Posted a couple pictures in our notes of uh, said actor as Superman, dressed up as Superman, in a movie called Hollywoodland. Came out about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Uh, Hollywoodland, of course, was the original name of Hollywood. It was actually the Hollywood sign, and they changed the the sign and took land off and just named it Hollywood now. Um, But the movie is called Hollywoodland. It's all about his mysterious death, uh, George Reeves. George Reeves... Died in a very mysterious way, and it just so happens that I heard about a new podcast this week. Um, it's called "This Is This Was a Thing," a retro podcast, and it takes different retro topics, any decade, any era, and it just so happens an episode that came out on April 11th was all about the death of Christopher uh, of uh, Christopher Reeves. It's going to be hard for me to change them because they have the same, they both both have the same last name, but they're both not related. Both played Superman. Mm-hmm. But George Reeves died in the in 1959 in mysterious ways. Um, they thought it was suicide, but there's so much evidence pointed to it was probably a murder, maybe a mob hit. Um, very interesting story, unsolved mystery. Um, a couple of people, when they were on their deathbed, at least one person on their deathbed in 1989, stated that um, they put a hit on him and they killed him. So, yeah, there's a very, very mysterious uh, uh, death there. Um, well, anyway, we were talking about that movie, and <clears throat> I'd like to review it this summer sometime. I know when we have time, because you're going to be busy going, going forward, but I'd like to review that. I know, uh, I know you're probably interested in that, too, with the Ben Affleck yeah, playing Superman. Yep. So, I wanted to bring that up. New podcast. This, is, this was a thing, a retro podcast on all your pod- podcast platforms. So, let's get into... A quick fat fuck segment. Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. Show me really fat. You know I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. You know it, really fat. You know I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. Come on, really, really you fat. know. Don't you call me pudgy, poorly, or stout. Just tell me once again who's fat. Oh! Kevin, we're one step closer. Two. One step closer to seeing all the original characters from McDonald's come back to life in TV commercials and ad campaigns. Because, ladies and gentlemen, McDonald's brought back the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar is back in commercials, out of retirement. And just like Kevin just said, 
You have the Hamburglar. We're going to get Grimace eventually. Birdie. Yes. Um, the little Nugget Kids. Whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> I don't remember what they're called. <laughs> the Nugget Kids. Well, they, you remember they were like little little Nuggets. So they, were, they were kids in, yeah. their, in the playground and yep. shit. Man, yeah, Hamburglar. He's on the top of a McDonald's. He's uh, scoping out the place. It's uh, it's retro. It's it's nostalgia coming back to life. And I'm sure Grimace will be one of them. Hopefully. Grimace, a beloved character Grimace, on this show. Grimace is uh, probably one of the most underused <laughs> characters in all of uh, Hollywood uh, with Keati Monday. Yes, Kevin. <laughs> Great reference. I mean, <laughs> And spoiler alert, we reviewed a bunch of movies this week, and we may have a movie that is a grimace this week, if not a five-star grimace, that Kevin watched yesterday and I watched the day before. And let's just mm. say Kevin said this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> so It's up there. We may we may give it a uh, score just because we need to give us give out give, get out give out a grimace every once in a while. But Another McDonald's news. Uh, they also unveiled that they're going to give out the Big Mac sauce um, as an option for a limited time. It's going to be in little packets, so you can dip your fries in it, your chicken McNuggets, um, and I believe they're changing the recipe of all their all their Big Macs as well. They're going to uh, add more Big Mac sauce. They're going to cook the onions with the burger instead of giving raw onions on it. So there's going to be a lot of changes at McDonald's to make it more like the better burger chain few. few foods that are around like five guys like even wendy's d does a lot of the fresh cooking right oh. there so all that stuff's yeah. frozen so um so yeah that's all i had for that and tic tacs is also coming out with a sprite flavored lemon lime flavored Good. limited edition I'm excited Tic Tac. About that. yep i bet it's wanted, delicious wanted to uh, bring that up and you have written on here that you have a teach race sports yes. segment so do i need to play it's very it's no don't play the thing it's very short Kevin, do um, I need to play the theme? Come on. Do I need to play yes, the theme? Yes, play the theme. Play the theme. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. We need a theme for Teach Race Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. You can't tease me with a sports update without me being able to play a sports theme song, Kevin. <laughs> well, um, you asked a few weeks ago what, about the uh, rule changes in baseball. Yes. And what they mean for the game. Well, no, we're um, a month. We're a month in. Yeah. What is? Uh, how's yeah. the game going? Uh, within the last two weeks, the Red Sox have played three games. One of which was two hours and seven minutes. One wow. was one hour and ninety-five minutes, and one was also around like the two fifteen mark. Oh my god! So people were so you could watch a game of baseball that starts at seven and actually have a night afterwards. You can watch a TV show or something like that. Holy shit! Um, and if it is going slow, then you can always turn it off. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really sped up the game and it gives me a reason to watch because I hate watching it for three hours. Yeah, that was the worst part of baseball because there's yeah. a lot of downtime. And baseball kept getting longer and longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm glad I'm glad you updated on that because I I wasn't really thinking of it, but yeah, been yeah. been around for a month now, so yeah, makes sense. I'm glad. I'm glad it. Uh, I'm glad it's working out. Um, so yeah, that's it for that. It was a nice update. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. What we watched this week, what we listened to. First thing I'm going to bring up. We talked about him about a month ago. We talked. I, I mentioned to you, what the hell ever happened to Adam Richmond from Man vs. Food? He kind of was mm -hmm. on that show. He did a couple of shows after that and disappeared. 
Well, I don't know if the Facebook algorithm heard me or what, but all of a sudden this week, he, uh, clips from part of my take, which I've never heard, never listened to, I guess is a Barstool Sports uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, they had Adam Richman on this, uh, I guess a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. And uh, they were talking about his career, how he, how he came up on Man vs. Food, his audition, talking about a lot of the... Um, a lot of the places that he went to on the show and the competitions that he did on the show and taking, taking, ed, taking not advice, but taking um, Joey Chestnut as an inspiration. Um, oh. And talking about the toll it took on his body, the diet he had to go on after his competitions that he would go on on the show. Um, and then having to change the format, I think Man vs. Food Nation, I think it ended up changing to where he wouldn't do all those competitions anymore or all those uh, eating contests. He would be just pretty much going to the restaurants, kind of like uh, Guy Fieri do, do, did with uh, man, uh, Divers, Diners, Drivers, and Dives. Yeah, um, that show was so addicting. Yes, it is. It's still on. Um, yeah. But I talked about that, and the one thing I, I, I noticed from the whole entire interview was how much of a sponge that his memory is his brain is a sponge he remembers stuff he even remembered his very first promo when he was at cat's deli in new york talking about the uh the pastrami sandwich that they have he, he did it word for word of what the show was where he was talking about uh this is man versus food for the very first time it was pretty incredible um he's like a computer and i, I just thought i felt that i found that very interesting um so i wanted to bring that up part of my take podcast Adam Richman um, starts about the one one hour mark uh, a couple couple weeks ago, so April mi- middle of April somewhere around there, April seventh or tenth. I can't remember what da- date it was, but um, if anyone's interested, it's on there. Um, and we'll talk about what we watched this week. We had a big finale. We were hoping would hit the landing, and we'll talk about it. Mandalorian season three, episode eight, the finale, and the sound is down. So, best action of the series this season so far, at least. Yeah, this yeah this season definitely. Um, as far as hitting the landing, in some places it did, some places it didn't. The whole entire season as a whole, it definitely did not live up to what <laughs> the last. This should have been were. like episode three. They could have yes. done this whole season in three episodes. Yeah, it was a lot of downtime, a lot of downtime, more than any other season. And this, and like you mentioned last week, this show has a lot of downtime to begin with. But there's been so much this season, so many detours, so many down downtime issues. Um, it kind of paid off, but it didn't. Um, didn't. Didn't Grogu, which is his name now, he's a Mandalorian apprentice. Shouldn't it be Grogu Jarn or yes, that's Jarn what, Grogu? But they're going with the they're going with the Japanese I think it's Japanese or Chinese where the last yeah. the first last name is first. It's yeah, weird. yeah. But Din Din Grogu I can't even say it right. Din Grogu is his new name. He's the adopted son of Mando, Din Djarin. Um and he's a Mandalorian apprentice officially. I don't know what that means, but there's going to be some sort of a, a thing going on in the next season set up. Yep. Um, Mando is now a bounty hunter for the New Republic. Um. You find out Cara Dune, who was what's her name, the MMA, MMA fighter who was fired yeah, from last uh, Gina season. Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Um, Cara yeah. Dune, who? 
The new Marshal of Navarro is a new reprogram IG-11. Uh, mm. Taika Waititi come back for the voice. Um, and Mando and his son Grogu retire to a camper in the outskirts of Navarro. Was given to him by um, Apollo Creed, and that's where the end. That's where it ended. No post credit scene, which I think was a little bit of a disappointment for most people. They were expecting yeah, some sort of a, for that. some sort of a teaser for Ahsoka or something, but there was nothing. Um, so yeah, it just kind of fizzled out. No, the whole entire season was a fizzle, but this was a real fizzle and yeah. disappoint disappointed a little bit. Like I said, this should have been like episode three. Would have been like that was okay. Yeah. yeah. Or episode four. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a set, the finale. It's, it was yeah. It was more of a setup episode than a finale episode. And mm. it's, like you mentioned, episode three is a perfect spot for a middle, kind of tell the middle of a story. But yep. Yeah, and Moff Gideon. Um, spoiler alert: he's in a he's in a factory that's doing cloning, um, and he perishes. He gets killed by Bo-Katan and Mando. And the whole entire Imperial facility in the middle of Mandalore is, is destroyed by one of the ships going in and destroying the whole entire underground lair. And yep. Moff Gideon, as you see him on screen, dies, but he also has a bunch of clones. So the theory that I have, and I guess the internet has, is that is Moff Gideon really dead? And one, no. thing, I, one thing I saw this week is the clone that was killed... If he was the person that was killed, was not Moff Gideon. Had no mustache, and every season since the beginning of Mandalorian, Moff Gideon had a mustache. So that was the one theory of Moff Gideon is alive. He wasn't on the planet at the time. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see if this plays out. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, in a couple of years, I guess, because there's so much Star Wars right now. Yeah. This is probably I don't know when season four would come out. Assuming any of it gets made. It, right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, kind of a uh, fizzle at the end. Um, disappointing season. Did definitely didn't live up to the finale of last year, which I was hoping we get some sort of a no. Thrawn or something. Nothing. So they're saving all of that for that Ahsoka, for Ashoka. which will be cool. I can't wait for that. Hello, dogs. Yep. Met them earlier. <laughs> um, so let's get into another episode that came out this week. Episode six of Ted Lasso. Yeah. So we're about halfway through the season. Uh, this is this is the halfway mark, and they go to Amsterdam. They're traveling there to play a game, and they end up having a night out in Amsterdam. Uh, Roy learns how to ride a bike, and the song "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head" from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Same same type of scene where they teach him how to ride a bike in that movie. Um, Roy's learning how to ride a bike by Jamie teaching him. Thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, overall, the episode was good. A better episode than than a lot of the seasons so far. Um, and the end of it was Beard and Ted's excellent adventure, where they're doing a yeah, <laughs> they're doing some was sort of a, a hallucinogenic peyote, peyote yeah, tea, so, something yeah. And, uh, and then they find out at the end that that all the hallucinations that Ted was having wasn't real because the tea had no 
hallucinogens in it at all. <laughs> and he, he created a uh, soccer offense that was actually created in the 1970s. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, at the very end of the episode, you see Beard come out of a hippie bus, hippie van, dressed up as Ziggy Stardust or Piggy Stardust because he's wearing a pig nose. It was funny as hell. Episode was great. I like the story with Rebecca. I don't know what's going to happen with it. I think it's good. Um... Yeah, I mean, a good episode. It's it's better than the ones that have been out so far. So, I mean, we're episode 6 out of 10, so we'll see where the show goes. Um, still not hitting the mark as far as the last two seasons, but no. we'll see. We'll do see. You think, uh, do you think one of the reasons is because uh, Jason Sudeikis is now the only showrunner? Yeah, maybe. It could be. Um, the other guy left to go to Shrinking, which I heard is phenomenal for Apple TV. Um, and some of Harrison Ford's like best acting. That's what I hear um, too. I hear it's really good. So I want to check it out. But uh, I wonder if that's a reason. Maybe the other guy was the idea guy because there's no reason for him to. Uh, I read an article earlier. There was no reason for him to split up. Um, what's her name and uh, Roy Kent? Yeah. Um. Once they were together, stuff like that. Um. But uh, yeah, I wonder if him being the lone showrunner is the, the issue. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um. But yeah, it's not hit. It's not hitting the same mark that it did before. So, um, hold on a minute. I'm trying to find something because I realized I forgot a sound clip that I wanted to get for earlier. Just uh, stall Kevin for two seconds. Do you watch anything else this week before we uh, get into? Uh, I've been semester? watching Succession. Okay, yeah. Talk about Succession. Talk about that. No spoilers, uh, of course, because I'm. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I would like to. Yeah, talk yeah, about. There really isn't too many spoilers in the first two seasons, at least. There's okay. a few. Um, it's okay. Um, I like it. Um, there's just very few people in that family are likable. They're all right. kind of douchebags. So that's kind of weird. There, there is one kid I'm rooting for, but um, most of the family is just douchebags. Um, but it's definitely it's good. Um, the business side of it was uh, tough to get used to at first. Um, with what everything means, because I am not in that type of business. Right. Um, but you should get the hang of it after the first episode. Um, okay. It's good. Um, I'm really anticipating what this big twist is in season four. So, um, yeah, it's been good so far. Is that the current season? Yes, the current and final. Okay. You, do you know who? Do you know what? The, you don't know what the twist was a couple weeks ago. Nope. It was all all over wanna. the all over the internet. I know. I, I, I didn't click a spoiled. single article. I didn't either, yeah, I didn't but it was, it was there. But, yeah, I um, didn't see anything that spoiled it. So let's talk about a couple of other things we watched. Um, mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Cocaine Bear, the true story on Peacock documentary. I think we mentioned it last week. Um, quick hour watch. Uh, true story of the cocaine bear. Um, not as dramatic as the movie. Not as comedic as no. the movie. Um, the cocaine bear just took a lot of cocaine and died in real life. He's stuffed and put in a mall right now. Um, yep. doing weddings. He's a, he's a ordained minister or ordained for the church or whatever to ordain marriages. So, um, but yeah, a couple of things I wanted to mention. Um, the guy who jumped out of a plane, he had a James Bond like watch that shot tear gas. He worked for, he worked for <laughs> the Colombian, uh, cartels or something. He did something, some sort of a drug running. Um, Woody Harrelson's father was all a part of this. Um, he ended up being an assassin to one of the judges, which I thought was kind of interesting. Cause I knew yep. Woody Harrelson's father was a murderer, um, and that's that was mentioned yeah. in this. He was re- he was related yep. to the story. Um, drug cartels run deep in Tennessee. It's 
kind of surprising. Tennessee being a southern southern state, um, kind of um, under the radar to the rest of the union. I guess I guess you would say. Um, and the other thing I noticed in the, in the whole entire documentary is cocaine bear wasn't the only animal. They also had cocaine cows. Which would have yes. been a great spinoff to this whole entire <laughs> movie. Cocaine cows. So cocaine's Pe- Peacock also, presents cocaine yep. cows. But yeah, the cows also got into cocaine. They drank, ate a whole bunch of it, sniffed it, or whatever the hell they did to it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a good documentary. It tells a little bit, gives you a little bit more uh, information on that yep. story. It was about, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, 45 minutes, minutes something yeah. like that. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, but the one. Speaking of something else that was 45 minutes. Yeah, 55 minutes, great, fast, and nostalgia. I felt like I was watching the Snyder Cut twice. Nostalgia throughout, which I thought was great, but it was the Power Rangers reunion once and always on Netflix. Recruit a team of teenagers with attitudes. Go, go, Gotta play the theme. Because, however we lampoon this movie, the nostalgia did hit on a lot of a lot of points. But the acting is hard to get through. The Blue Ranger Billy was the Awful. worst actor in Hollywood Terrible. I have ever seen. Terrible. Um, and we'll start with we'll start with this. This movie was extremely difficult to find on Netflix. I don't know. You had to search for it. And it was like three pages, maybe four pages, four rows down before you actually found Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, once and always. I went to released recently or something like that and it was like the fourth yeah. one mine mine wasn't on there i had to actually search for it and then it was way down i don't know if it's just because my algorithm maybe on there i, I also know. did watch like three i watched the uh, tommy arc after he died so that could be why okay yeah that could have been yeah and maybe yeah. i think it was on it, netflix it could so. be in your algorithm that may be why but yeah, like i mentioned acting was horrible horrendous from everyone in this show um, and, and I mentioned that to you, and you're like, what, what do you expect? They're all TV actors, and and then I was thinking about it. You haven't seen any of them do anything since this. Yeah, so, except for Tommy, and he wasn't offered anything because they didn't yeah. want to pay him, probably. It should have been him and Kim. Yeah, should have been him and Kim the entire time. Yeah, and he kind of retired from it. I think they asked him to do it, Yeah, um, and he said he didn't want to do it. He retired from the role uh, in the last reunion they had. Um, but this nostalgia, like I mentioned, was on point, a lot of it. Some of it was kind of weird. Um, and what they chose to put in there was kind of weird as well. Um, mm. Recon of what happened to Trina, the Yellow Ranger who died in real life in the late 90s, early 2000s. She died in real life. So the whole entire movie was basically a um, was Recon of what happened to the Yellow Ranger. And she dies in the very beginning of this, of this episode or this movie or whatever you want to call it. Um, and Tommy, Jason, and Kimberly, the, two, the three main Power Rangers that weren't part of this were turned into action figures and put on Radar Repulsa's shelf. They looked like the action figures you buy in the mid nineties. And I'm pretty sure like and I'm pretty sure figures. and I'm pretty sure that was meant to be like that. Yeah. Kind of as a nod probably. to the people who collected those because I did too I had those action yep. figures. So Yeah, you press the belt thing and it flipped the head. Yep, yep. Um 
the stars that were returning, Billy David Yost, horrible actor, Zach Walter Jones. Uh, Zach yes. Walter Jones notoriously walked out of Power Rangers after like the second season. He wasn't part of the was he wasn't part of the movie. I thought he was brought back for the movie, was he not? I don't think so. I think it was um, okay. Adam. I think Adam was the uh, Black Ranger oh, okay. in the movie. But he, he notoriously walked out. Him and Jason, um, brand new actors, came in to play those roles, and they never came back. Jason ended up coming back, but Walter Jones, this is the first time back as a Power Ranger since the 90s. Um, but yeah, he he hasn't been in much. He's been in a couple of B-movies, C-movies, comedies here and there, but hasn't hasn't been seen much. Um, Billy changed the Power Rangers compound to Cranston Tech. After Zordon was killed in some episode that I never watched, um, yeah, it was probably late Power Rangers, I would guess. Yep, um, it was just, this is very B movie, C movie. Yeah, I didn't even know who the red and ye- and yellow were that they brought in, or red and pink. The red and the pink ranger was in one of the later seasons. the The red ranger was in the I think he was the one that was in the movie. Rock, he played Rocky. Um, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, and like I said, Rita Repulsa's in this, and she's she's a robot because the I think the original actor who played Rita died, or I can't remember what the hell happened. Um, from what I heard, this movie was filmed in Australia, so they only brought in the essential actors that they needed to get on the film. So there was this, there was a scene in there where you see Bulk and Skull, who were a pretty big part of the show. They were kind of the bullies, um, comedy yeah, I was relief about that. Yeah, and there was just a cameo picture of them on a billboard and that was it and a lot of people are speculating it's because they were in australia and they didn't want to pay the people to come over there and film which makes sense i mean it's probably small very very small budget um and by the way when did rita repulsa have the power to murk motherfuckers and use her little wand thing to just do a vada cadaver like harry potter and kill people instantly she did it with Trina. She tried to do it with Trina's daughter, which is just, this whole movie is all about Trina's daughter taking the legacy of her Who mother also and becoming was awful, 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 awful acting all around. Um, like, uh, it's like you watch something like uh, Cobra Kai, who has like yeah. actors her age, and they're all pretty good. There's yep. an Asian girl there. Cast her. Yeah, she would have been great. Yep. Um, yeah, they don't want to pay people, Kevin. I'm sure that people like yeah, that would have needed money, but um. I guess changing into a Power Ranger nowadays, and especially in the, into the uniform, it's morphing time, makes these fat fucks lose half of their body weight too. Because the minute you see like Rocky and the Kimberly or the Kimberly Pink, whatever her name is, Pink Ranger, change into a Power Ranger, all of a sudden there's a very very small thin person in a Power Ranger's uniform, and it's not the same body type that was in as a regular person. <laughs> I noticed that. Um, I definitely, that definitely missing Jason David Frank. R.I.P. to him. The legit only ranger that mattered. And I will say that and I will say it to my grief. Um, the only one that I care about now. The only nostalgia. And unfortunately he passed this past year. So, I, uh, um, Him or him and Kim would be my only ones. Because Kim was the, like one of the first crush girls for us. Growing yep, up. definitely. Um, and the pink ranger in this supposedly married Tommy. Um, it's an Australian pink ranger. I can't remember what she was in. She was like Power Rangers Turbo or one of those. I can't remember what it was. Yep. Um, and they had a kid in the show. Um, there's a scene where Zach is breakdance fighting like he did on the show, but he's doing it horribly now in his 40s. Yeah. Almost 50, yep. I'm sure. He's got to be 50. It was awkward. Very awkward to see that. Um, is there an age limit to be a Power Rangers? Go-go geriatric Rangers? Because these guys were fucking old trying to be Power Rangers. Billy had yeah, wrinkles on his work. face. 
it didn't work. It did not hold up. Um, and the other thing that I hated about this, <clears throat> probably the most, I hated about this the most, the one thing about the Zords back in the day, they were filmed on a regular screen set, and they had people dress up as the Zords in this big boxed uniform. This was all CGI, looked horrible. Yep. Should have brought back the practical effects. I thought that was a bad touch when they were fighting on the moon. Um, which is which mm -hmm. was funny that they ended up doing that, because Rita Repulsa was always on the moon. That's where her thing was, and that was never there was never a battle on the moon in the original Power Rangers. Interesting they did it in this movie, and it did it horribly. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if I were to give this a pineapple score, this would definitely be a Grimace. A Grimace. Not the worst thing I've ever mm -hmm. seen, but it's a grimace, it's and very do bad. not do not recommend it. I even with nope. the nostalgia and everything, I love Power Rangers. I recommend going back and watching the like you mentioned the Tommy arc, where Tommy becomes the Green Ranger and he has re redemption and becomes the good Green Ranger, and then eventually becomes the White Ranger. That whole entire series season, I mean, one, two, three, worth watching. But do not watch this reunion. Um, like I mentioned, you miss Tommy, the Green White Ranger, more so watching this, and him not being a part of it is a travesty. And um, it sucks that he died and didn't have the chance to be in this. It would have been a good last legacy for him, but I was hoping he needed some sort of a cameo. But he didn't want no part of it. I yeah, understand. He probably dodged a bullet. He did. Yeah. Well. He probably read the script and yeah. he was like, "Who wrote this? A fifth grader?" Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. So. Um, so let's get into something that's good. Um, we played Come and Get Your Love at the beginning, and we're going to review the the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie that came out in 2014. Um, <clears throat> we wanted to do this because uh, the second one comes out in two weeks. We're going to put a review out for that. A uh, third one, I mean. I'm going to do a review for that. Um, <clears throat> this, this movie was James Gunn given a free range to build a new universe set in the MCU and his vision, a practically standalone story... Um, where you didn't have any of the other MCUs to uh, lean on. Any of the other MCU stories. Thor, at the time, it was right after the Avengers, right after Captain America Winter Soldier. I think it was the year after that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't anything to lean off of <clears throat> as far as that. So it was his own story. Setting up this multi-universe multi story. First time that, that uh, the MCU went to space. Um, epic soundtrack, awesome mix volume one, and Peter's Walkman. Um, I still play this soundtrack to this day at least three or four times a year, if not more. Um, there was an eBay resurgence for this Walkman. It, it, it ended up selling out going for thousands of dollars still. Um, the music that was in this movie, having classic songs put into the soundtrack, influenced a lot of movies later on, um, including The Suicide Squad, the very first Suicide Squad that came out um, had a lot of classic songs into it. Um, Endgame had a lot of songs that were put into it, classic songs. Um, there was a David Bowie resurgence after this as well. Um, it was right. It was either right before, or right after David Bowie died. Um, Bowie was in talks to be in Volume Two, I believe. He talked to James Gunn, and he passed before he had a chance to be in it. Um, you get the feeling of Indiana Jones from the very first first scene in the movie. Star Wars, of course, is his own space opera. Yep. Um, exploring other galaxies in a newly fleshed out Marvel Cinematic Universe of 2014. And a pretty, at the time, unknown cast. Um, you had Chris Pratt, the only thing he was really in. He was in Zero Dark Thirty, 
He had a dramatic role in that, but he was mostly in Parks and Rec. He had a comedic role in that, and he was kind of a chubby, the chubby guy, comedic, comedic guy in that show. He lost a ton of weight, gained a lot of muscle, and became Star-Lord Peter Quill. Of course, the Star-Lord Star, Star gag and the whole thing is nobody knows who Star-Lord is. He hopes everybody knows what that name is, but nobody knows what that name is. Um, plays out throughout the whole entire movie, almost the whole entire series. Um, Zoe Saldana, who was in a lot of things before this, um, she plays Gamora, the daughter of Thanos. Um, she was in, she was in before this. She was in Avatar. Um, she was in a lot of other action yep. movies. She was too. probably in Avatar two before this. Well, after this, yes, but yes, no, on. before because they filmed it so oh, long ago. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> That's the um, joke. <laughs> yes, yes, Kevin. Um, Bradley Cooper came in for the voice of Rac- Rocket Raccoon, um, CGI Rocket. Who his partner is Groot, a big live walking talking tree, done with the voice of Vin Diesel, who probably came in for one week and just said "I am Groot" into the microphone six or seven times and called it called it a day. He um, did do it in like seventy five languages though, so he probably took an entire oh, yeah. two days. Yep, yeah, Vin Diesel did come in. He still does a Groot, does a voice now. <laughs> all the inter- all the iterations of Groot, um, and Dave Bautista, who we grew up as a wrestler, wrestling fans, he was a wrestler. Um, retired from wrestling, became an actor, did a couple of small roles, but then he was cast as Drax the Destroyer in this, um, and pretty much took the movie to a whole nother level. Um, Drax is from a race that takes everything literal, um, plays perfectly in the movie where everything is told to him literally. Um, Star-Lord does the sign to his face of cut on the neck, like, like the sign of kill or kill it or something, and... He takes it literally, like I don't. What do I have to put my finger on your neck to kill or some shit like that? Funny as hell. I I don't do it justice. So I'm not funny. Um, <laughs> Ronan killed his wife and daughter. That's a story that plays off in the in the movie too. Um, Michael Rooker. Only thing I remember him from. Well, besides Walking Dead, he didn't have the role of uh, in Walking Dead as um, what's his name's brother. Um, but he plays Yondu in this. Um, yep. He was also in well, Mallrats. You know, Mallrats, yeah. He was also and, in Mallrats. Um, he's been in pretty much everything James Gunn had done up to that point. Yes. I think he was one of the leads in Slither. Yep. Um, and I believe he was in Super also. Yes. So and they worked together maybe on Scooby-Doo too. I don't know. But yep. before that. Um, but he was a lead, he's a leader of the Ravagers. This is a group of mercenaries that live out in space, kind of like pirates. Um, he's a leader of them. He's the one that ends up uh, picking up uh, Star-Lord in, on Earth when he was a kid after his mother died. Um, Lee Pace, um, the only thing I remember seeing him in before this was a show called Pushing Daisies. I watched it on, a- I think, ABC back in the day. It was a good show. But he came in as the villain of this, uh, Ronan, the, Ronan, the, Ronan the Accuser, a Kree warrior extremist who is going for destroying the capital city of the Nova Corps, Xandar, wants to... Uh, Wants to purge everything. Um, Karen Gillan, who I knew from walking from uh, Doctor Who, she played one yep. of the uh, companions in the uh, Matt Smith years. Um, she came in as Nebula, another another daughter, sister of uh, sister of Gamora, daughter of Thanos. Um, she is a cyborg, half cyborg. Thanos did a lot of experiments on her, um, changed her body, put metal robotic parts on her. So she yeah. can't really be killed. She can't be, really be destroyed. She can be rebuilt. Um, Benicio Del Toro, a lot of things before this. Of course, he was in um, 
the movie in the nineties, um, Unusual Suspects. He was in a bunch of shit. Oh yeah, um, he's doing a ton of stuff. He was he was cast as the collector in this, who lives on a uh, lives on a planet called or a moon or whatever you want to call it called Nowhere, which we'll get into in a second. Um, and he has a collection. Um, you see a lot of a lot of uh, things, nods from other parts of the MCU so far. Like you see Dark Elves from uh, Thor: The Dark World. Um, you see Cosmo, the space dog, which comes up later on in Volume Three. We'll see more of her. Um, other notable actors: Glenn Close plays Nova Prime. Um, Peter Fisher, 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 whatever the hell he name it. He's been in a lot of things. <laughs> um, he was uh, he was recently in um, it was canceled, but he was on Amazon. He played uh, the Tick, the the new iteration of the Tick. Um, John C. Riley, Desmond Husu Husu. I don't know how the hell you say his name, but he was in uh, he's in a bunch of stuff too. Um, there were um, and Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, was in this. He's in everything he does. Um, and Josh Brolin had his very first debut. His debut, because Thanos has been shown before in the end of end credits of Avengers with another actor, but Josh Brolin had his very first debut as Thanos in a throne, um, interacting with uh, Ronan, who he's Ronan is working for him to yep. uh, to get the Power Stone, and that's what this whole movie is about. This Power Stone, which you find out is an Infinity Stone, on nowhere. Nowhere is a head of a celestial. Um, Celestials were introduced in this movie, which played a bigger part later on, especially in Eternals. Um, the Infinity Stones are officially revealed for the first time by the Collector. The six Infinity Stones, which play a big, huge part later on in the whole entire saga, the Infinity Saga. Um, and the Power Stone is the one stone that, that this whole movie is about. Um, Ronan has found it, or, or Star-Lord found it. Ronan was looking for it, and, and now everybody wants the Power Stone because they would it would give huge power to whoever whoever wielded it. Um, tons of pop culture references. Um, when the Ravagers pick up Peter, they say, Welcome home, Peter, which is a nod to Hook. Um, the Milano, the ship that Star-Lord rides, based off Alyssa Milano from uh, Who's the Boss. Um, uh, Star-Lord mentions the legendary outlaw from Earth, John Stamos. Um, so you, you kind of get the picture. He, he was abducted in 1988, so he's right around the time of where all this stuff happened. Footloose, Kevin Bacon, of course, which plays off later on. Um, the yep. very end, there's an 80s dance battle, a lot of 80s dance battle um, movies back in the day. So um, The space air fights inspired by Star Wars, of course, you, you notice it immediately. Some would argue superseding it. Um, the battle over Xandar was amazing. Um, when they're fighting at the very end of the movie, um, emotionally on point. This movie is emotional, um, hits every point. Um, Groot, with all the feels, Groot became the emotional star of this whole entire series. Um, this movie, especially, um, it's my a favorite iteration of Groot was in this movie. Um, the light up yeah, spores, the far. beauty, yeah. the beauty of Groot growing the spores, the the the, uh, the the flowers off of him. Um, his Hulk smash moment in this movie, the ultimate sacrifice mm -hmm. at the very end when he sacrifices himself yep. and ends up being killed and saying, we are Groot. Great emotional story. Um, and you see Yondu's arrow for the very first time. Very quick scene, but it was one of the best scenes of the movie where Yondu has a whistle. He whistles and the, and the arrow follows his whistle and just goes through everybody. Like, I think it, was, it had to been two dozen people. And just goes right through him and kills everyone um, as, he's trying to, as they're trying to capture him. Um, 
and this is the last time we see Xandar flourishing, the capital of the Nova Corps. Um, and of course, um, we learned in Infinity War that Thanos went there, stole the Power Storm, a uh, Power Stone off screen, but we never saw it, and supposedly Xandar was destroyed, completely destroyed. Um, reminds me of the way Titan looked on Infinity War. I'm sure that's the way Xandar looks now. Um, be interesting to see if they ever do a Nova movie. Hopefully in some sort of a flashback scene to show the destruction at the hands of Thanos for the Power Storm. Maybe a flashback of that and how Nova and how the Nova character gets his powers or gets the start of that movie. It would be interesting to see that. Um, the final dance-off for the Power Stone where the Guardians have to combine their forces to hold the Power Stone and destroy Ronin. Very cool, very, very cool scene. The writing on this, James Gunn, I mean, there's a reason why James Gunn is running DC and writing a lot of cool movies right now. It's because of cool shit like this that came out. This movie is amazing. Um, the very end, Yondu has a revelation that Quill's father is the one that hired him to pick up Peter Quill on Earth after his mother died. Um, that also plays out, we'll talk about it next week, that plays out to Volume 2. Um, Groot's death and the rebirth, regrowth into a potted plant at the very end in the, in the after credit, credit yep. scene is amazing. Um, and the baby Groot in the volume two, which we'll talk about next week as well. Um, Peter's given a gift by his dying mother. He, he's refused to open it over 20 years. Um, but it ends up being the awesome mix of volume two. And it's another, it's another cassette tape. He, he's had this one cassette tape for all these years. We've been playing that cassette player. And, yep. uh, yeah, that, we'll talk about that next week, too. Um, after credit scene, after, after the movie's all over, you see Dancing Groot in a, pot, in a pot plant, and Drax is sitting, sharpening his knife. And every time Drax looks over to him, the plant, Groot, just freezes. Very funny scene. Great like ending the to the movie. Mario. Yep. Very funny scene. Um, and in the, the very end, after credit scene, you see Howard the Duck, a, re, a comic act, accurate Howard the Duck, first time on screen in 20 years, um, voiced by Seth Green, um, plays a little bit smaller part in the second volume, um, but uh, so much action, so much emotion, humor, and heart. Hit every box a five-star movie should. The rewatchability mm. on this movie is high. I watch it every year at least. So for me, this is a five pineapple movie, just because it's one of my favorites, if not one, of, if not my top two or three MCU movies. It's definitely a five pineapple for me, so that's my opinion. It's uh, four and a half for me. Yep, yeah, it's, it's up I do there. like this movie a lot. It's yeah, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. One of the ones I rewatch a lot. And the soundtrack is killer. Like I mentioned, I listen yeah. to it at least once a year. Um, yep, I put it on at work all the time. And even the volume two soundtrack, which we'll talk about a little bit next week, um, hits as well. Volume three, we'll talk about in a couple weeks. I've been listening to that as well. He he does a great job uh, doing all this. And a lot of movies, it's kind of like the Dark Knight formula where if one thing hits, like a dark, dark movie hits, or this, in, in this case, nostalgic mu music soundtracks hit, it's used in every iteration of movie, comic book, action movie later on. Like I mentioned, Suicide yep. Squad did it. Um, and a lot of MCU movies have done it since then, too. So, yeah, so I give it a five, you give it a four and a half, perfect. Yeah. They didn't want to do it on Suicide Squad, but the studio made them do it on Suicide Squad. That's a whole other. Yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it was copied to death right afterwards. Copied to death. Yeah. So we'll talk about Volume Two next week, but we didn't want to do that this week. 
But before Kevin wanted to go back to work, go back to work, we, he wanted to do one thing. He wanted to cover the very last Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, we're going to move that to when Chris comes on. Oh, we are. I wasn't sure. Okay, so we are going to yeah, wait. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we did watch it. Should be next Friday. So little tease. We did. We did watch Return I, of the I King. I got the hard part out of the way. So. Yeah, because it's a it's a over almost four four hours ten minute movie. Yeah. Very long. Um, sets up a lot. So. Yeah. With that being said, little teaser for next week. Hopefully, if he comes on, we'll do that. Yeah. Let's get into news. Oh man, no trailers this week. Super Mario movie scores a mightier, mightier than expected $92 million second weekend. Crosses $700 million globally. This was uh, a couple days ago, so I'm not sure the current status. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the huge demand for this movie, um, usually there's a big drop-off from from week one to week two. It was only a 37% drop-off, which yeah. is pretty Usually. Pretty cool. The average is fifty-seven to sixty percent. Yes. Yep. So this is an incredible yep. thing. That huge feat, huge feat for this movie, which we kind of knew. We saw it. We knew this is. Yeah, the kids are gonna love this movie. If we loved it, if it hit the nostalgia for us, a lot of people are gonna love it too. So it did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's ranking as uh, as the highest grossing second weekend for an animated movie. Um, seventh highest grossing second weekend of any film domestic box box office. So. Doing, it's doing huge. Um, and the song Peaches in the movie, done by Jack Black as Bowser, is now on the Billboard Hot 100. It hit number 83. Um, it's his first solo song to ever appear on the chart. Um, of course, Pick a Destiny, the song, the title song from the movie, was peaked at number 78 from uh, Tenacious D. But this is his first solo time on the on the chart as himself. So, um, I know you're not big into musicals, but... R.I.P. to uh, Phantom of the Opera, officially off of Broadway for the first time since the 80s. Yeah. 35 year run. I don't know if you ever saw the movie uh, that came out. In, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Great movie. Uh, 15, maybe 16 years. I don't know. 2005, maybe. Um, yeah. Good movie. Um, the actress who is in um, Shameless plays Christine um, uh, Fiona. I can't remember her name. Uh, Emma. Fuck, I can't remember her name. But. Uh, yeah, Phantom, Phantom of the Opera, Off-Broadway, um, Pandemic killed it, uh, didn't have the ticket sales that, that would bring it back to life after the pandemic. Um, it's a very, I think I heard something, it was a million dollars a week to run this show. It's very, very, because there's a lot of, I think there's 250 cast members or something like that, so it's, it, it's a lot to run, so they had to, they had to cut it. Um, Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh is getting her very own Star Trek movie. Um, Paramount Plus greenlit a Star Trek Section 31 film starring Michelle Yeoh. Um, I knew she was in Star Trek. She's been in a lot of stuff. Of course, she was in Everything Everywhere all at once last year. Um, yeah. She's kind of a resurgence in her career. Plus, uh, she was on. She was just in the Academy Awards. So um, good for her. Not in. Not into Star Trek as much as a lot of our friends are. A lot of people that we know. I'm not people at all, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, uh, just Adam just the movie. Right? Yep. Just the movies. Just the J.J. Uh, Abrams movies. That's about it. Um, in surprising, shocking news this week, Charlie Sheen reunites with Chuck Lorre for an HBO, HBO Max series, How to Be a Bookie. Good for him. Good um, for him. Of course, notori- the notoriously, um, Charlie Sheen had a huge falling out with the Two and a Half Men creator. Um, and 
He did the whole the whole tour, the tiger blood. The whole entire thing that happened about a decade ago was because of what happened on Two and a Half Men and his fallout with Chuck Lorre, and now he's working with him again. So anything is possible if they can work together again. Um, they, so yeah, uh, they hashed it out years ago. They, they did, yeah. Yeah, they hashed it out a while ago. Yeah, so. uh, I actually just read a uh, article on the kid and what he's up to now. Yeah. And they go over all that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Fast X taps uh, Lewis the Tear uh, to be the the uh, Fast Fast and the Furious eleventh the final movie. He's going to be the director mm-hmm. of that. He's directed Fast X two. Um, the grand Hulk. finale. Yep, yep, that's right. Um, the grand Fast finale X. of everything. Yeah. I I'm I think I've only watched three, so I don't I know yeah. I know I've heard they get better. Uh, three's good, but it ends up being like a prequel. I forget how the series goes, but it's like. Three takes place after seven or something like that. Okay, I don't know. it's a weird timeline. Right, right. Okay. So yeah, I, I may get into those. Um, by the time that movie comes out, I'm sure I'll be caught up on those. We'll see. Um, the MonsterVerse continues. Uh, trailer was released. I didn't. I didn't put it in the trailer roundup just because it wasn't really a trailer. It was kind of a teaser. But, yeah. Uh, March fifteenth, twenty twenty four, next year. Not Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla X Kong. The New Empire. Not sure what this is about. Not sure. I know it's some sort of a sequel to the Godzilla Kong universe they're doing at uh, WB. But uh, yeah, some sort of a story in the in the trailer. It's Kong sitting on a throne in a de- in a demolished, destroyed um, Kong Island or whatever that world yep. is that they live on. So um, underground. I can't remember what they called it, but um, yeah, looking forward to that next year. Um, a Twilight series in early development at yeah, Lionsgate TV, um, taking the taking the uh, Harry Potter approach, and they're going to take each book as one season. Um, I've read the books. I've watched the movies. Movies are horrible. First one's actually pretty good. That's why I re- that's why I read the books because the first movie was decent, but they got really bad after that. Really, yeah. teen teen heartthrob it's like very. Very teen uh, girl stuff. Yes. But, like, I don't think I've ever heard anything positive from anyone I know. But at the same time, they made over $3 billion. So. Oh, yeah. It's was, it was not for... It was, it's, a, it was a generation... <laughs> it clearly of, wasn't be for us. Yeah, it was a generation of girls before us. Um, yeah. Or after us, I mean. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it was huge. It was huge money. When I went... I went with my ex. We, we saw it opening night. I think uh, New Moon, the second movie. It was fucking packed in a midnight oh, show. Yeah. It was huge, but it was also all teenage girls. So seeing me in my mid-20s, late-20s, sitting in a crowd of teenage girls was a little weird. <laughs> but but at least I was with my ex at the time, so it wasn't too awkward. But um, Netflix announced this week that they're going to shut down their DVD rental business, which everyone was surprised they still had the DVD rental business in September. Yeah. Um, after 25 years, uh, the original Netflix business is shutting down. Did you ever rent uh, DVDs off of Netflix on uh, mail order? I got it for Christmas one year, and it was like two months worth. And, okay. I, was, and I didn't re-up it or anything. Because I think it was still kind of expensive for for what it was. And plus, you worked at the video store. So you had a lot of... You watched a lot of videos then. I'm I not already, sure... I already had a good collection, too, so... Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, I'm okay with watching the same movies over and over if I have to. Yeah. And I had a pretty good DVD at the time. I was buying DVDs yeah. like crazy, so I had we were going to Best Buy like once a week. Yep, yep. I had a pretty good collection. You high had... school. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Mortal Kombat Two. 
Um, getting ready to film. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, casting rumors going around right now. The big one right now is casting Johnny Cage, who was rumored, who was teased at the end of the first movie in a poster for Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage is an actor um, turned fighter. He's an he's an action star, kind of yeah. like John Claude Van Damme, I guess, kind I of mimicked off of like him. Don't like this rumor, but the rumor is that WWE star returning star last year for the Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes, AEW's own is rumored to be possibly lined up to play Johnny Cage in the sequel. Oh. Um, the, also, the other rumor was The Miz, who I think The Miz would be a better actor. But either, be either better, one, but they'd both be awful. Between the two, I would choose The Miz, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I, I know what they're looking for. They're, they're looking for that body type of an actor, action, star, blonde hair, I mean, whatever, blue-eyed, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure they want the lisp like uh, Cody Rhodes, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. Anthony Ramos, who was in Hamilton, he's in the new Transformers movie In the Heights last couple of years ago. Um, he is going to be in the Twister sequel. Um, I don't know much about this. I know there's been there's been reports of this being a whole entire reboot of the series. I know Helen Hunt wanted a part of it, and then they took her story and. Told her to go fuck herself or something like that. I don't remember what it was. But Anthony Ramos is going to be part of that. He's I gonna be think part it's of that. about the kids of yes. the people that were in the first one. Okay. Is what they're going with. And I think they're going to call it Twisters. Yes, that's what I heard too. Stealing the James Cameron Alien to Aliens. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be just as good too. No. Um, Galaxy no, Quest. No, Bill Paxson. Have you seen Galaxy Quest back in the day? Did you ever watch that? Uh, yeah, when I was in my Alan Rickman phase. Right after okay. I saw Die Hard. Okay. Or it was like around that. It was like when it probably came out on video. I probably saw it because I liked Alan Rickman. Underrated movie, uh, starring Tim Allen, uh, about a about a group of a group of people who are working on a TV show, and an alien race comes in to use them because they see they see from Earth they see transmissions of this TV show. It's kind of like a Star Trek TV show of them saving the week, saving the world week after week. So they think they're heroes. So they come to Earth, abduct them to help save their it's planet because a they're great idea. It's a great story. Um, it's a great but idea. Series going off, and uh, the TV yep. series is in early development um, at Paramount Plus for Galaxy Quest. Um, I'm not sure if the original cast is coming back or not, but uh, yeah, it's it's an underrated movie, good movie. Um, yeah, worth, uh, worth looking. In it. Yeah, it's good. yeah. If 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 any of them come back, it would be interesting. Um, I don't think Tim Allen will, but. I don't think so either. Sigourney might. She's kind of yeah. doing stuff still. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. A uh, month from now, May 30th at 10 p.m., going to return. Um, they announced the episodes are going to be coming out. Um, episodes on Abdullah the Butcher, which I think they mentioned mm. before in a couple of episodes. Yeah, the New Jack um, episode. Yep. Uh, Mike, they're going to do an episode of Mike Awesome, uh, oh, ECW good. champion at the end. Um, ECW champion too, I yep, think. Yep, yep. Uh, episode on Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, the one I mentioned when we were talking about Dark Side a couple weeks ago, Chris Candido and Tammy Cinch, um, who of course is Sonny. Um, Marty Janetti, very uh, very uh, weird pass for him. Uh, Magnum TA, who I should I don't know much about. He uh, um, he was supposed to be the next Hogan, like he was supposed to be the Hulk Hogan of WCW, and then he got into a motorcycle accident, broke his sure. neck, and couldn't walk until 2003 or something. Oh wow! Yeah, that's gonna be that's the one I look forward to the most. It's sad, but it's not like this person did a bunch of drugs and committed suicide. Right. Sad. 
Right. Um, so it'll be a different kind of episode than what it looks like we're getting from the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, like we mentioned before, the show's great, but they've already gotten a lot of, the first three seasons yep. got a lot of the stories already. And uh, um, Sandman is also one of the episodes, and yeah, this, that should be, that should be, that should just be an entertaining one, not yeah. too sad at all. Yeah. Um, they'll talk about, like, his divorce or something, probably interview his son, but uh, that should be a good one. They should just do an ECW episode. I don't know why they didn't just do an ECW Because episode. then they can't do individual episodes. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, and Adrian Adonis, which I don't know much about him either. I've heard about him. Either did um, I. But, yeah, those, those are the episodes they announced. Uh, speaking of wrestling, uh, your boy, Ted DiBiase Jr., this week was formally charged with stealing millions of dollars intended for low-income families and individuals in, Minis- in Mississippi. Um, well, I mean... The thing is, if they just booked him to beat the Undertaker streak, he'd be heavyweight champion of the world right now. <laughs> if it wasn't for them not listening to my advice uh, when I wrote them letters, three a, three a month, they never Good. got back to me. I mean, that's how it should have gone down. But continue. Uh, but yeah, federal indictment. Um, 13 total charges, including theft, fraud, money laundering, and conspiracy. Um, 18 months after DiBiase Jr., along with his father, uh, Ted DiBiase, and his brother, Brett, um, were ordered to repay millions in, in uh, welfare money, and one month after Brett pleaded guilty to fraud. So, yeah, we were, we were wondering where he was, and now he's in jail. So, Brett was uh, supposed to be really good, too, um, but he kept getting injured, so they released him. One of those... One of those uh, he, was supposed to be like the, he was supposed to be like the talented one. Oh, really? Basically, yeah. Yeah, one of those what if stories. Like, what if this guy actually had a career and could have made it? Yep. Because um, he was. Look at what he Cody's mid- doing. Exactly. He came up with Cody. This guy was a mid Carter. Did come up with Cody, um, and he's mid Carter. I like their never, tag team gimmick. Yep. Never got out of it. Um, and of course, yep. the son of a million dollar man Ted DiBiase. So. Yeah, he had a terrible um, finish. Also, William Atherton, who played Walter Peck in the first Ghostbusters movie. He is back for the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Isn't he they, in Die Hard? Um, he's in he's in Die Hard. Yep, he's in a bunch of stuff. Okay. He plays a news reporter in Die Hard, I believe. Um, but he's in a bunch of stuff in the eighties. He was in the Spider Man game too. He played uh, Norman Osborn in the last uh, yep. PS4. He Spider-Man just looks game. so old. Old. Yep. But he's he coming looks back. So old. He probably works for the city. He was the one that shut off the uh, the power grid for the uh, oh, yes. for the, for the Ghostbusters uh, firehouse. Set off all the Ghostbusters in the first movie. So. I'm sure he works for the city. I'm sure he'll be creating a menace for the Ghostbusters in the firehouse in this time around as well. So I He's can't wait for that. At his age, he'd probably be like run- overlooking the operation. And he's like the boss of everything because I don't think yeah. he'd be like working for the city like he was in the first one. He'd probably be even higher up, I would hope. Yeah, I'd hope so. If he's still working in that position years. after 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy in, uh, the guy uh, at McDowell's in uh, yep. the second coming to America. <laughs> yep. He's still sweeping the floors. Yep. Um, it was revealed. I think George Clooney has a movie coming out. He's doing a lot of interviews for this movie. And um, it was revealed that um, Mark Wahlberg and Keanu Reeves both passed on roles in Ocean's Eleven. Um, I think uh, I think probably for the best. I think the group that they had in yeah. Ocean's Eleven was pretty good. Oh, um, yeah. I, I don't, like I don't think. Take out Clooney or take out Brad Pitt. It's a completely different movie. Did I say Keanu Reeves? So I, I think I think I said Keanu Reeves. I meant Johnny Depp. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp. I don't think would have fit that cast anyway. Mark Wahlberg yeah. probably would have, but I don't think Johnny. He Depp would have. Yeah. 
I think um, uh, they wouldn't have had the chemistry with everyone else that no. they all had. Yeah. Um, James Gunn posted a picture on Superman Legacy. Uh, uh, the uh, the script finished, first draft, or one of the first drafts. And Superman Day. Yep, Superman Day a couple days ago. But um, apparently it was because Zack Snyder did an interview and he's trying to overshadow Zack Snyder again. Oh my god, that fucking... Tisk, Mr. Gunn. Tisk, Kevin, tisk. Kevin, that Snyder group is destroying your psyche. Stop it. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it. Um, but costumes, production design, and more are now up and running. Um, he's... Currently promoting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, so I'm sure I'll give it a couple of weeks and they'll be in full force think, and pre-production. Uh, do you think he has already cast it? Um, he mentioned today in an interview or on Twitter or one of those that casting and the, and the people that he's seen in casting have been okay. awesome. Um, hasn't given any names. There's no rumored names yet, but he he is in the middle of casting. He said everyone that he's seen so far has been amazing. Um, he, and, and and the process has been amazing to oh, try to pick the next Superman. Wait. I can't either. I, I'm wondering. I wonder if uh, I'm wondering if we're gonna get Lana Lang. Uh, yeah, he no. did confirm that Jimmy Olsen will be in it. Yep. Uh, but I really like Lana Lang. I've been watching some of the animated series this week because it was Superman Week or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I uh, can't wait for hopefully this movie to make a lot of money and shut everyone up. Yeah, a lot of potential for that, and a lot of potential for. Uh, this guy, if you didn't have a domestic abuse charge in the middle of his pocket right now, Jonathan Majors was dropped by his yeah. management, um, yep. dr- dropped by his PR, dropped by everything uh, following dropped a domestic... off three projects that were being built around him. Yep. Uh, a movie called The Man in the Basement, um, ad campaign for the Texas Rangers MLB team, and a biopic mm-hmm. on Otis Redding. Which I love Otis writing. A biopic would have been amazing, but he was dropped from it. Um, yep. Uh, already filmed Loki Season 2, so he's yep. really just waiting on Marvel to bring down the hammer on his career. And more uh, and more uh, alleged abuse victims. Uh, victims yep. have... Uh, they're coming out. They're cooperating with the DA's office, so yeah, he's it's a mess. Marvel is waiting for a... I don't know what they're waiting for. I mean, he's already, he's already lost representation... They're probably um, at seeing this what point, John Boyega's up to. I have a feeling they have to wait till Loki season two because, like you mentioned, he has he plays a part. He's already yeah. filmed it, huge part. Um, they could and film if they something have to, to change the end. Who knows? It's a multiverse. You can fuck with anything. Yeah. So we'll see. Unfortunately, they already showed him in about three hundred different people's faces. I know that's not, the uh, end. The, the after credits. The, the after the after credit scene kind of does make it harder because they did kill him in that movie. They could have explained it, but that after yeah, credit exactly. scene makes it harder. Um, on Disney Plus on June 16th, a couple months away, Stan Lee, an original documentary, it can be on Disney Plus, um, and, uh, they released a poster for it this week, celebrating 100 years of Stan Lee, I think it was his birthday this past week, um, so yeah, I can't wait for that, uh, I love the Disney Plus documentaries, there's been a couple of great ones, so probably just right up there, um, we were talking last week about Mia Goth, Maya Goth, uh, her role yep. in the MCU when she's going to be in Blade. Um, she's going to kill it? She'll either be the daughter of Dracula, uh, or um, who is that? her name is Lilith. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, we already mentioned, she, you kind of mentioned that she would be a good villain, good vampire of yeah. some sort, so it makes sense. Um, and it was also revealed today. Ted Lasso star Juno, Juno Temple. Um, she she plays uh, Keely on the show. 
Um, she is going to be a lead in Tom Hardy's next Venom movie, Venom 3. I'm guessing playing either She-Venom or Scream or one of those characters. I'm not sure where that movie is going to go um, after Carnage, but we'll see. Um, for Fantastic Four rumors to end the show. Um, Fantastic Four rumored to be casting, finalizing the casting right now. Adam Driver, the lead runner-up to play Reed Richards has been rumored for a mm-hmm. while. He's um, gonna kill that role. I'd like him better as Doom, but he's gonna do I a would great too. read. I he's think he'd already, be a great read. He's already been a masked villain, so this yeah. this makes sense. It makes sense yeah. for him to be a hero. Um, and yeah. rumors for front-runners to be the Invisible Woman Sue Storm. Um, Vanessa Kirby, who's in Mission Impossible uh, Fallout, which I haven't seen. I don't know who she is. Um, she's the top of the Marvel Studios list. Um, she was in Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, she was in The Crown and Everest. Um, those are her credits. Um, they're also looking for a Mila Kunis type. Um, Allison Williams. Um, she was in Megan. Uh, she was the uh, woman who created Megan. And Jodie Comer. Um, she was in Free Guy. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, so those are kind of the front runners for uh, what they're looking for for Invisible uh, Woman. What's her name? Um, from Get Out that you mentioned first, uh, she has worked with Driver before in that TV show. I think. Um, I think okay. they were both in Girls. Was that the name of it? Um, Allison Williams. Yes, you're right. They yes. Were, um, yeah. yeah, I think they were both in that show too. Yep, you're right. Yep. Um, so that's it for news, and that's it for the show this week. Um, next week we will cover. Um, hopefully, Chris will come on. We did. We did watch Lord of the Rings: Return of the yep. King. That's really the hard part. We can talk about it on any podcast, but watching the four-hour movie yep. is the hard part. But next week, I would like to, we're going to talk about Ted Lasso, of course. Next episode of Ted Lasso, um, we're going to continue our Guardians of the Galaxy talk. We're going to review Volume Two next week. The soundtrack, everything about it. R.I.P. Yondu. Spoiler alert: If you've never seen it, um, Lost movie. Hopefully, maybe we'll get into Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I want you to watch it before you go back to work. Um, today on Apple TV Plus, Ghosted. I'm gonna actually I'm probably going to watch it tonight. Um, came out on Apple TV plus a ghosted starring Chris Evans and Diana Diarmas. Um, and if we'll do uh, the Tolkien movie at some point, yeah, we're going to, we're going to review with everyone. Hopefully we can get Adam, Justin and Chris on to review the Tolkien biopic, uh, starring Nicholas Holt. Um, and we're going to give our final Lord of the Rings thoughts. Um, and the one question I'm going to ask, I don't want you to answer it now, but did the rewatch peak Kevin's interest in all things Tolkien? And because uh, Kevin kind of was on, has not been on the fence, he's seen the movies, but did it pique his interest even more watching the movies? Did it get more interested in it? We'll talk about all that. So that's it for the show. Thanks everyone for listening, and we will talk to everybody next week. Peace.